Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No, no. See, somebody sent me a video action last Friday and it had you talking at the socialist youth. Oh, right. yes, yes, yes. And, and you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. If you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, how would you expect to be held to account? Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Sustained propaganda. Propaganda. Two-week period of sustained propaganda. With me this morning is Liz Lambert. Liz is an uh, Auckland lawyer. And um, Liz, tell us uh, about Liz um, about uh, Sue Gray. Um, what's happened with Sue Gray and her case? Well, Sue um, uh, had a, had a result um, yesterday. Uh, she was in court last week in Wellington, I believe, and. Mm. Um, yeah, so they got a result, and she said about it. However, I think it's a, it's quite limiting. Um, it seems that the points that they put before the court were quite limited as well. Uh, they wanted an answer about the medicine, uh, the medicines that, which um, is not going to take us very far down the down the track. So they Sue's saying that. Um, that in actual fact, it's against the law for the for the government to have um, issued this vaccine to people who, or potentially to people who were not, who are not on that limited group list, which um, from memory I think it's the over sixty fives. So, you, um, yeah. so whether the whether it's then up to the people who are under 65 um, to, to start uh, suing the government, um, um, it'll, it's, a, it's a very moot point. However, it's kind of like ad ambulance at the bottom of the cliff stuff. What we've got to do is stop them before they even get near you with a needle, right? And, um, and I believe um, in the case of workers that you use employment law to do that. Um, you don't bother playing around it at, at the level of has the government um, broken the law or not. You, don't, you, you can take action in your own backyard if you like. You don't be needing to be going off to the high court and, and uh, hiring expensive lawyers to do so. It's, um, it's a peg on our ladder anyway, um, the way I consider it. I, th I think none of these things go to waste. Uh, <clears throat> it will certainly destroy um, some confidence that, um, say, the Ministry of Health has in their pontifications um, if it gets reported. This is the problem. Um, I'm, I'd be very surprised if it even gets reported on the mainstream that there was a, there was a decision in the case. Mm, because that's right. <clears throat> We have to do our own reporting of these things. Mm. For example, um, 
I was talking about the um, <clears throat> excuse me. I was talking about the border case yesterday. Yes, uh, but um, uh, I also have um, a, a midwife um, that I'm taking a case for, and it's a um, it's about the vaccine, and it's about her speaking on her Facebook page about. Um, about vaccinations uh, in general and the um, the COVID nineteen vaccination in particular, so mm -hmm. she got um, she got warned off. She got threatened with uh, uh, in a subtle way with loss of her registration. Now I believe also that there's a doctor um, Sam Bailey who's right. also been threatened by the um, uh, what would they be the medical council. Uh, with deregistration. That's correct. So I'm yeah, hoping yeah. to get in touch with, with Dr. Sam because um, in actual fact, um, I, I'm going to run these cases in a different way. Um, my midwife client has given me permission to do so. And I've already started on the Auckland Hospital Board and the Midwifery Council. You're very busy. I am very busy, yes. But that's okay. It's good busy. So... Mm. Um, what we did, what we've done in the first instance, and we haven't actually um, splashed it across the, um, the internet at this stage, but we will, um, is that um, she's been basically under pressure for the past three years, this midwife, and um, there's been a concerted effort to, uh, she's from Tuvalu, uh, there's been a concerted effort to um, push her out of the of the midwifery um, inner circle, to much to the detriment of of patients, of course, which they call what do they call them consumers or something some rubbish like this these days. Yeah, I'm a former nurse, so I mean, I I, I just hold all of this stuff in disdain, <laughs> but. Um, so she's uh, she's a midwife of 30 years, very, very, very skilled, has delivered thousands of babies. So but it came, so she was getting she was getting these minor hassles, which will be part of the case as well, because we've managed to gather up um, uh, I think she got 26 emails on her um, on her list of people who've been um, putting up barriers including the um, individual people out of the um, hospital board and the midwifery council, that we've cc'd into all of our emails back and forth. So we've started the, um, started the, the first shots have been fired. I got, um, I said to her straight away, right, cc me into all communications with, with the um, people in the midwifery council. And um, I will take it from here. So they, they then sent her, um, first they sent um, sort of the low-level people to say, oh, who are you? Then they sent, uh, uh, against my client's um, instructions, they sent a, um, a letter to her 
uh, a PDF, uh, so uh, it wasn't in an open email sort of thing, So which she immediately passed on to me unopened, which said basically, who is this, who's this woman, um, Elizabeth Lambert? We, we've looked on the um, law practitioner's um, uh, register and we can't find her. So I re- I replied to them uh, straight straight back, basically saying, um, you know, um, I'm called an industrial advocate um, uh, in this case, but um, yeah, I know about the Law Society and I've been to the lectures and I've never heard of anybody called Mr. Law Society. So, you know, perhaps they're a fiction as well. After that exchange, they've they've shut up. And the other thing that they were doing, they were putting pressure on her to quickly come come at their beck and call to answer um, to these um, charges that had been put put to her about you're you're talking you're you're talking anti-government, um, and this is what they described it as anti-government oh, um, vaccination talk. No, they haven't. Aren't we? Once they've got this is, this is the beauty of the internet, the beauty of email, etc. Because of course we've got all of the evidence now. There's always a record, this isn't is there? Yeah, there's always a record, right? So um, we, uh, so they were saying, oh, you have to reply by the. Oh, it was last last month, maybe. Mm. Oh, where are we now? Yeah, it must have been last month. They were saying to you, reply to us by this date. So the first thing I did was said to them, well, we'll be ready on the, I said to my client, what, when do you want to do it? She said, I want to take a break. I said, okay, well, you tell me what date you want. So she said, so they, um, so she said, oh, 4th of June. So I emailed them back and said, uh, we'll be ready on the 4th of June. Because you know we need to um, we need to um, have a robust reply, something like that. Okay. Anyway, then they, the next thing they're trying to get it to to um, to come before the bench, if you like, on the fifteenth of this month. Uh, yeah, mm. yeah, they had a having some sort of meeting on the twenty first of this month. So um, of the of the trust or whatever they run themselves by. And uh, so anyway, then the reply got sent back, no, we'll be ready on the 4th. We won't be, we won't be ready before then. So we run the show in these cases. Excellent. And, um, and we have all of the evidence of, of what they've, um, how they've been hassling her, et cetera. And mm. we're going to run it as um, uh, anti-freedom of speech um, case, basically. Uh, but it, it serves two purposes because it'll show you how people in the industry are actually feeling about this. I mean, I just saw a, um, I was just sent a news clip this morning from um, apparently the police association are saying their members are frustrated that they're they're not getting the you know they they're not priority for the vaccination. Do you see the? Police association is another what I call employer union. Anything with association on the end of it is not a proper union. They are set up by the employers to to um, basically run the show. And, well, you should um, know, Liz. Uh, sorry, you, the, uh, you, sorry to interrupt. 
We've got a lag, yeah, haven't we? And sorry about that. Um, the Service okay. and Food Workers Union. So you, you would know all about unions and how they should operate. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, the, the things like the, um, the Service Workers Union, they're what's called industrial unions. Mm. So they were, uh, uh, their origin is in the workforce themselves. Right. They are not controlled by the employer. Um, but for example, the PSA, the Public Service Association, that's one. That's a that's another um, dupe of the employers. Um, the public service, the police association, the nurses association, um, the teachers. So, well, it's called the teachers union, or, or is it the teachers association? The prince, see, the principals have got another one. They're all um, they're all run by the government basically, because those um, those public service jobs um, they all have to sign a, a, a you know a, a non disclosure agreement. Well, I think it's about time that people started to break those non disclosure agreements, and so let's see, um, let's get it out into the open and bring them out into the field. I um, I'm always asking for guidance about these things, Grant. And so this morning, what came to me was to open, um, open up the Psalms and have a look. And Psalm 11, I think, describes it well, that the enemies, uh, the wicked, they shoot their arrows <clears throat> from within the shadows. My feeling has always been that we need to come out of the shadows. We need to bring them out into the bright light of day. Uh, let's, let's see them try and run a, um, a try and sue people. Uh, we will see. And then that becomes even more disclosure. That's exactly what they don't want. Exactly what they don't want. So people out there, you know, I'd say to you, if you're in any of these so-called unions, you're not actually in a union. You're just being played. And they cannot do anything about you if you come out of the shadows and tell us your stories. And um, when I say I have clients, it sounds like I charge them. I don't grant. This is, this is um, free work. This is the work that, you know, I've, I'm destined to do. And I don't charge Incredible. for that sort of work. Okay. We're talking with uh, Liz Lambert. Liz is an Auckland lawyer. She has a degree in politics and in law. She's a history buff. And uh, when she first graduated from uh, law um, university, she served at the service and well, she worked at the service and food workers union as a lawyer there for a couple of years. And uh, she's uh, been a union organiser and running legal cases, usually personal grievance cases. So this is right up your alley, isn't it, Liz? I never actually liked um, working uh, in personal grievance because uh, areas because quite often um, I would be told by management in the union, no, you know, we're not going to go any further with this one. Oh, wow. It's, you know, it's too much, too much. It costs too much of um, the union's resources. But the thing is that the union takes fees to do exactly that. I don't know, you know, they had, you know, they had to pay their staff, I suppose. And 
uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a bit confusing. I might end up taking a case for some people against their own unions, actually. I've got a, got a woman who'll probably get back to me in the future. Um, <clears throat> she, uh, but we wouldn't take it to the employment um, tribunal. We would take it to somewhere like the district court as under the Fair Trading Act or Consumer Guarantees Act um, that you could sue your union for lack of performance, um, for um, false advertising. Um, there, there, are plenty of, there are plenty of ways you can approach this, right? Um, so I think in the first, in the first instance, um, we just go for her union dues back over the, over the past um, year or so because she started to complain to the union um, a good year ago that, that she was dissatisfied with their refusal to, um, to actually represent her in a, in a dispute she was having with her employer. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty clear case of um, Fair Trading Act, Consumer Guarantees Act, um, and we just use those in something like the small claims um, jurisdiction of the district court. So it's a pretty simple process. Um, I can even show people how to do that. You know, most of these right. things, you don't need lawyers. So I've got a lot of work yeah. <laughs> piling on my plate, I know. But, you know, I feel that God is, is my protector in this. And so there's never too much work. It'll all get done and it'll all have success. So, right. yeah. Um, well, Liz is available. Liz, yeah. Well, I'm going, to, I'm going to get you some more. Liz is on Facebook under Liz M for Mary Lambert. Liz Lambert. Uh, so uh, Liz is happy for you to message her, contact her. And uh, if you've got an urgent case, um, Liz will look at it, I'm sure. Yeah, um, it's, um, but you've got the other, the, ca the caveat on that is um, you've got to be able to stick your neck out as well. You know, you've got to be able to 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 um, do something like we've done with um, my midwife is to is to say, okay, provide me with all of the emails of of uh, and give me permission to to approach the um, employer and say, come out and play. Right, and that takes mostly courage, doesn't we it? won't. It does, mm. and mostly. Um, we won't have to go anywhere near any employment tribunals, right? Because um, the the um, employers will back off. Um, I've had it in two cases already, and this is the vaccination cases. So the they employers... back off because see, they... I think they get. I think they go back to their their lawyers and say, "What do we do about this?" And their employers say, "Shut up." And go away. <laughs> Just leave the, you know, leave leave it alone. Let sleeping dogs lie. Do you think the, that it's risky though for the employer employee um, that they'll find the employer will find another way to get rid of you? Well, we'll we'll wait and see. You know, mm. this is the thing. You can you can you deal with what's in front of you, mm. and have no fear for the future. As I say. You know, anybody who's fights this fight has got has got God on their side, and um, we're not going to lose. So, you know, a lawyer is uh, lawyers are notorious for 
never, never, ever, and I mean this is what you get taught, never, ever say you're going to win the case. We're going to win. It's probably not going to be a case in court because I believe that the employers are never going to um, never going to get to court with it. If, if they've got any decent um, legal advice, they'll back off. You see, the other thing too, if they were to, if they were to say um, to people in the Public Service Association, et cetera, but you've, you've signed this um, non-disclosure agreement or whatever they call it, um, when you enter, enter the public service, it's kind of like oh, you take okay. an oath that you won't tell anybody anything. What, what is it? Yeah. So, it sounds so they, dodgy, doesn't got it? People, <laughs> it? Well, it, when you think of it, I mean, people have done it for, for years. You know, I think I had a public service job at once. Oh, that's right, my first job. Uh, I, worked for the, uh, I worked for the old State Advances Corporation as a clerk for a, right. about um, a year. And uh, I must have had to sign the, um, it's like, you know, everybody who, who joins anything like that has to sign it. Anyone who works for the government has to sign that they won't, won't tell anybody anything, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And they're all sort of, oh, but I'm going to lose my job, etc. Well, now let's see. Because, you see, what was the, what the um, government and all these um, secret sort of people had in their favour was there was nowhere that you could have a forum to talk about what was going on. That's we true. have a whistleblower act now anyway. Uh, we, we actually have a whistleblower act. So, I mean, if it did come to the crunch, we could use the whistleblower act. But they're relying on people um, not doing it because then people think, oh, then I'd have to, you know, I'd have to get a lawyer to defend me and we'd have to use the Whistleblower Act, et cetera, et cetera. All of that can be blown out of the water before you even, you know, don't worry about the future is what I'm saying. The cat's out of the bag. Um, The milk is spilt, right? Yeah. And that's what you want. You want the milk to be spilt. You want the cat out of the bag. You know, that you've achieved your purpose already before they – but a lot of the stuff that goes on is um, – you know, I keep referring to literary um, examples, um, but I think that they tell us a lot of stories. The Wizard of Oz is a great, is a great story because, you know, the yellow brick road, um, it's like, the streets of, gold, uh, of London are paved with gold, but they're just painted yellow. Okay, yeah. Um, when they got to the when they got to the city, it was it was you know they got to the city and they were told put these glasses on, and then suddenly the city was made of emerald. No, they put green glasses on. Then they get to the th- th- so-called throne room of the great wizard, and there's a big curtain there, and they hear a spooky voice and, oh, you know, the great wizard, etc. And then little dog pulls the curtain across and it's a man sitting on a great big throne or ladder or something. And he's got little machines that produce his voice in a spooky manner, etc., etc. So they're illusions or their glory illusions. Now, the other, the other great story, of course, is um, the emperor's new clothes. So oh, this COVID thing's a bit like that, isn't it? 
It is. It is. The COVID thing is very like the Emperor's New Clothes because um, the Emperor's New Clothes relies on professionals, relies on shaming people that they're not professionals, that they're just stupid, um, ordinary, common people, and the professionals will tell you how to think. Now, in the um, Emperor's New Clothes, of course, the thread uh, that was purchased uh, was very costly. and um, But the rumour was put around and whispered in court circles, of course, um, which guarantees that it'll get out, is that the thread is, is so fine and so beautiful that, that only the intelligentsia can see it. The professionals can see it. And anybody who is not professional or intelligent uh, can't see it. So, of course, the, the emperor goes parading down the street in his underclothes and the little girl says, but the emperor's got no clothes. <laughs> so innocence is actually what's needed here, innocence and truth. But nobody's dying in the streets. <laughs> so <laughs> is it really a <laughs> pandemic? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's not like the bubonic plague, is it? No, no, thank God yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So now um, it's it's and it's uh, it's terrifying in a way. Uh, the terrifying thing is that our news media is not telling us. Uh, and pointing out that there are not people dying in the street. Well, they don't want to lose their funding, Liz. It's, yes, it's, but you know, the, the love of money is the root they, of all evil. Do they think that they're going to escape this? No. Do they think they're going to escape this jab? I. <laughs> these these people at the top who run this diabolical show mm. are not going to let, not going to stop at um, killing off the common, the so-called common people. The intelligentsia are in the next. Uh, you know, they're so intelligent, they're, they're fools. They're what shocks fools. me is that all the kings of the earth are in agreement over this, uh, the COVID. I don't know whether it's a hoax or whether it's bioweaponry. I don't know. Well, I, because I, it's, you know, this is, this is why we have to have God on our side, because the devil's on the other side. So... Hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not telling you much about the cases or anything like this this morning, but I just wanted to point out um, that we need transparency and on our terms. Yes, Don't ask excellent. for it. Take it, right? Right. Take it and do it. So if anybody wants to, uh, you know, come along this path, you've got to be ready to um, expose them. You um, and 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 yourself to to a certain extent, you know, because as you said, it does take guts to do it. Um, you know, the law looks at it pretty much straight on as watch your business case. Um, a lot of the employment um, law cases that I think I said yesterday, sometimes uh, the employment relationship won't work because. Um, either the employer or the employee um, uh, loses trust and confidence in the, um, in the employer, in the, in the relationship, right? So, so many, many cases, 
even though it would seem justified that um, someone should, because the main the main um, remedy for in an employment law case is that the employee gets their job back. For example, if they've been unjustifiably dismissed and that's found to be the case, then um, then the the first the main remedy is that they get their job back. However, most cases will say. Um, uh, it's very rare they get reinstated. Most cases will say, well, there's been a loss of trust and confidence. So the employment relationship is a business case. It's not a relationship as in I like you, you like me, right? right. So the, the employer has to make the business case in this case. <laughs> and, and so to make the business case, he has to prove, uh, or I keep saying he, he or she, Hmm. Um, it's often she nowadays, and especially <laughs> in the public service jobs. Right. <laughs> all, of the, all of the people I'm, uh, I'm I'm battling with have got female names. Oh, is that so, any indication that they're female <laughs> these days? <laughs> well, Har- Harridan would be Harridan would be my best description of most of them. But yeah. um, so they have to make the business case, and the business case requires that. You you prove that the, that um, there is such a thing as this COVID nineteen that's um, th- that it exists and it's a communicable disease. So I start from ground zero. <laughs> I don't I don't I muck around with, um, and I think that's that's where um, people like Sue Gray have have gone astray because they didn't address. The, um, it says uh, she says in the in her broadcast that that the court didn't look at the efficacy or the safety of the vaccine, but that's still too far down the track. You've got to say, you know, there are reports that there is no such thing, and in fact, in fact, there has been no. Um, uh, no such disease isolated from anybody, and it's definitely not proven to be uh, contagious in any way. Or we haven't found the vector. Let's say that. And in the dear employer letter that people can access, um, I point that out right from the very beginning. So we've got to go back to to the beginning and say, well, hang on, um, is there such a thing? Is there such a thing? And don't, don't you think into... people will laugh at you? Don't you think they'd laugh at if you said there is no such thing? Because the propaganda through the media has just been so, so in your face and sort of like we're getting it, we're getting bombarded yeah. with it every yeah. day. It's it, When you say yeah. something like that, people kind of snigger. Well, they can snigger all of they like but, mm. and go and get the vaccine if they like. They can do what they like. It's up just to don't them. force us. But, yeah, but the people who, who have some sense who have some common sense and think logically and don't get into a silly panic, which is what all of this thing is, both a, a social and a moral panic, mm. um, need to um, actually wake up. And, and, you know, they're the ones who, who really need to be sniggered at, although um, pity is more the description I'd, I'd put on them. But, um, yeah, but... It's a little bit of a worry that, the, that also that does seem to be shedding of the vaccine. 
it's a worry too that the practical things that you can do um, to to um, you know guard yourself are, are being um, either withdrawn from the pharmacy shelves. Um, borax is pretty hard to to find on the um, well. I haven't found any on the super in the supermarkets now. You used to, um, didn't I've heard that it's still in some places, but I'm a bit afraid to to say where in case um, you run out of stocks. <laughs> it gets from there too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, I can't believe it that um, a friend of mine who's a chemist. Yep. And he's got a few, quite a few stores. I can't believe that he's been ordered by the Ministry of Health not to dispense hydroxychloroquine. And that was done a, a year ago. He was given that order. It's pretty sinister, yeah. You're listening to the Liberty Channel with Grant Edwards and Liz Lambert. I was just going to um, talk about uh, something that the government is going to do this morning. They're going to adjust the... Um, is it the Medicines Act they're going to change? Yeah, or they're going what? to change the Medicines Act. What's <laughs> wow? So so that they can't be prosecuted. I mean, these people are criminals. <laughs> they are, right? Um, who did I get well, this from? You know, uh, emergency meeting. It says when... emergency meeting. Yeah. Um, Medicines Act to Sue Gray's legal action will not be upheld. What the heck is going on when they break the law and change it so that they can't be prosecuted? Yeah, yeah. but but you can see the desperation, can't you? Because you remember uh-huh. when when this whole COVID the lockdown started, and then it was proven that they actually hadn't even got a, a, a COVID response emergency response act in place. They hadn't even got any law yeah. in place. Yeah, so- and so all all those um, stops and things and. Were, were illegal. The whole lockdown was illegal, and yet they had the police out there. The police should have said, um, "Where's the actual law for this?" You know, yeah. why aren't the police yeah. saying, "No, hang on, we don't actually have, we can't actually enforce this. It's well, not lawful." Well, I think Mr. Costa might be in, uh, worth investigation. Actually, 